0: Well, hello, Oddballs. It's your host, Bobby, And your co-host, Lexi. And this is Oddities Oddities on on Elm Street. Street. We hope you all had a lovely week. Welcome back for episode 31. 31. Yeah. Hope he smokes. Uh, I feel like I have just crawled out of a cave.
1: <laughs> like that woman?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh no though it's it's been very busy the it's past been couple a, weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot going on. Finally have some time to breathe. We got
1: the parents' days and birthdays oh my God. out of the way for a while.
0: We had our anniversary. Oh right. My birthday. Yeah. We went to a concert. hmm We had my son's birthday.
1: hmm
0: And then Father's Day.
1: Well, and before that... It
0: was my birthday. It was your birthday. <laughs> <sighs> so now I'm like...
1: <sighs> so. Yeah. We're gonna get grooving.
0: Yeah, now we gotta get shit done. Yeah. And get busy we'll, again. That's
1: right. I know. I'm ready.
0: Um... I just realized people on YouTube are probably going to be so confused. They're going to be like, where am I?
1: I have no idea where I am. I walked in (laughs) and I was like...
0: I know. It's really different. Um, I just haven't had time to set that back up. But anyways, let's do our morbid tidbit. Um, That one you sent me, I was going to do it, but then I thought maybe... That might potentially be, uh, like, a whole episode.
1: Well, let's give him a fucking little taste, eh?
0: Well, I have gonna one be written a down, time. though. Okay. Can we do two? Two? If you want to do one, you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I saw this one, though, and I, I wanted to share it because okay. it was okay. pretty fucking crazy. Um, I didn't really write much down for it, so most of this is going to be off the top of my head, so forgive me. If it seems like I have no idea what I'm talking about. But I saw this story where four children survived 40 days in the jungle.
1: Yeah. Did you
0: hear about I that? I did hear about oh that. Oh my god. So I believe they were from Colombia, or they were they were at least flying over Colombia. Their plane crashed in the Amazon jungle. The kids were 13, 9, 4, and 1. They were all siblings and they were on the plane with you their said mother. 39
1: or 13 13, 9, or 13? 13. Okay.
0: 13, 9, 4, and 1.
1: One years old.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The 13 year old saw the one year old's feet in the wreckage and pulled them out.
1: Uh, none of them are related?
0: No, they're all siblings. Oh my God. All four of them are siblings. So they were flying with their mom. And I believe two other adults, I'm assuming the pilot and co-pilot, the mom was injured and she died after four days. But before she died, she told the oldest to go and try to survive, uh, not to wait for her, which is so fucking sad. I can't imagine having that conversation. Oh, my God. But, yeah, they they were able to, like, build their own shelter They survived mostly off from, like, seeds. Um, So they not only survived a plane crash, but they survived everything that comes with the jungle for 40 days. Yeah,
1: I feel like I wouldn't last a day.
0: No. Well, and there were some, I saw some officials were saying that the children were indigenous. So they had, they were more well-adversed when it came to how life works yeah. in the jungle, and they yeah. were saying that that's what saved them. Wow. Because if it had been anybody else, they didn't stand a chance. Forty days, though, and the plane was found after sixteen days. So if they would have stayed with the plane, <gasps> they could have been found earlier. But who's to say that there was enough you around the right around the plane for them to survive right. long enough? Yeah, wow. I don't know. But crazy stuff. Um, <clears throat> Are you going to share yours now?
1: Maybe. <laughs> Very recently, June 5th, the title is Court Documents Reveal Gruesome Details in Killing Dismemberment of Marilyn Grandmother. The frickin' mom murdered her and then had her daughter help take care of her to try to hide her body
0: the next day wait so the mom murdered her mom
1: yes and then asked her and then her, asked her, daughter, her daughter, daughter to help take, take care, care of her, her grandmother yes wow so she they it said that there was a chainsaw that they used to dismember and that they were um using the grill for what Okay, using a chainsaw to dismember her and burn her remains on a charcoal grill. And then I, I, like, watched a little news blip or whatever, and, like, there was this neighbor that they were interviewing, and she was like, yeah, I mean, I saw him out by the grill. I didn't
0: think anything oh my of it. God. Can you imagine no. seeing your neighbor grilling? And, like, that, I mean, that would never cross my mind. Like, oh, just having a cookout. Nope, you're and fucking cooking your your mother. And
1: like w- w- I feel like they would be frantic. Like, not just like a casual day. Yeah. Grilling outside. Yeah. Yeah, I guess um someone else in the family called for a wellness check.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so the mother let the police in and says that They immediately noticed the smell of decomposition in the basement.
0: That is awful.
1: My grandmother was 71 years old. Oh my
0: God. What the fuck? Yeah, when you sent that to me, just reading the title, I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I know. Um, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Wow. (sighs)
1: Four trash bags observed blood and tissue on the floor near three white plastic trash bags. What appeared to be brain matter.
0: Oh my god, how did she kill her?
1: Wait, read
0: this. Further investigation led police to determine that Candace murdered her mother on May 23rd and had her 19-year-old daughter, Celia. Nineteen. Help her attempt to dispose of the remains. Police are still working on identifying a motive for the alleged murder. Court documents state that Candace was involved in an altercation with her mother prior to her alleged killing. Um, they say Salia... I don't know if that's how you say it, but... Celia stated that the decedent...
1: That's why, I, that's what I was like. I oh, have no fucking.
0: <laughs> threatened to report her daughter, defendant one, Candace, to the police for. F- oh, okay. So the daughter is saying that the grandma threatened to report the mom <gasps> to the police for using fraudulent credit cards. <sighs> so the mom attacked the grandmother. Um, so, yeah, she's charged with first and second degree murder, and Celia, the daughter, is charged with accessory after the fact. And there'll be a hearing July 3rd. Jesus. Oh,
1: holy shit. Yeah. Wow. So, that was my
0: morbid tidbit. Well, thank you for that. Very thank morbid. You. Thank you for letting <laughs> me share. Of course. <laughs> Um. So, for today, I thought it'd be fun to talk about some horror movies. Okay. My one true love in life.
1: Wow. You know what? I would love to know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? <Right>. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: um. What's that new movie that we heard was really bad, but we saw a trailer and we're
0: like, oh, God. Evil looks- Dead Rise.
1: If anyone's seen that, I'd love your opinion. Is it worth...
0: Is it us worth watching. spending two hours watching?
1: Yeah. yeah. Tell us what you think. I, mean, I saw it. Like
0: I said, I saw little snippets. Because my mom was watching Right, right, it. right. Um, I was not impressed. I mean, I was, the trailer I like, had me, like, I know.
1: pooping. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pooping in my pants. I know. I, I, um, I don't know. It seemed disappointing. Dang. So, I'm, I'm on the fence about whether I want to waste two hours of my life or not. Maybe not yet. Yeah. So I, for the most part, it'll be about cursed movies. Um, there is one movie that isn't necessarily cursed, but I want to talk about the true story behind it. Um, Because, on like, I watched the movie when it first came out. There was a lot of hype about this movie veronica oh i thought it was gonna be terrifying because Mm -hmm. of the way that everybody was talking about it i didn't think it was that scary but the story behind it is scarier than the movie interesting so i'm gonna start off with that one
1: okay i tried to watch it and i got just a little i got a little fart like i don't know maybe (laughs) i got a little fart (laughs) Always. Yeah. But um, I just I just stopped. I just wasn't into it.
0: Yeah, it's not. Um, I don't know. It doesn't really grab my attention that much, and not just because it's in Spanish. Because I've watched a lot of foreign films. Yeah, but there's just I don't it, have just an didn't issue with have that. enough oomph, you know.
1: From what I saw, I was not impressed. Yeah, but tell me the real. Real deal.
0: Yeah, I, I am. Right now, I'm starting. <laughs> so, in 2017, this new horror movie, Veronica, hit Netflix, had a lot of people talking. Um, it's a Spanish movie, and it claims to be based on real events. What's interesting about the case that it's based off from is that it's known to be one of the first cases of the paranormal that has been documented in a police report.
1: That is neat. Right? That is And see, something... I feel like
0: they could have done so much more with that in the movie.
1: Yeah, because that.
0: I mean, I don't want to, like, steer people away. If they want to watch it, go for it. I'm not going to give any spoilers just in case. But, you know.
1: That is, I mean, I feel like I, I hardly ever hear or see about no. that.
0: So that's
1: well.
0: That alone is just wow. Um. So the whole premise of the movie Veronica again, I won't be giving any spoilers just in case you want to watch it. But the premise of it is basically a girl plays with a Ouija board and becomes possessed. The real story behind it is based on the case of Estefania Gutierrez. I think that's how you say it. So Estefania Gutierrez Lazaro that took place back in the 90s. Estefania was a 17 year old who lived in a Madrid neighborhood called Vallecas. She lived in an apartment there with her family. She attended kind of like a religious school, like they had nuns for teachers and stuff. Mm. And one day she's presented with the opportunity to play with a Ouija board. For some reason, she already had like a really big interest in the occult, So she played the Ouija board with two of her friends to allegedly try and connect with her friend's ex-boyfriend who had passed away in a motorcycle accident. Oh, dear. There were more friends that were there that were just kind of, like, gathered around and were watching them. But then a nun caught them.
1: They were doing it at school?
0: Yes. What? Wait, what year did this happen? It was in the 90s. But yeah, there was this nun caught them. And when she did, she broke the board in half. So, and they were asked later, like the group of friends that was around and the other people that were present, all of them said that they saw smoke coming from the glass on the Ouija board because they didn't have a proper planchet. You know, the triangle thing that moves. So they were using a glass. And they all said they witnessed a smoke coming from it and then saw Estefania inhale it. Okay. Ooh. And so after this, Estefania just drastically became a different person. She started to have seizures, which she had never experienced before. She was also having hallucinations. She would describe these strange people that would come to visit her at night. They had no face, they wore black cloaks, and they would try to convince her to go with them.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Bro, it gets so much fucking worse. Oh my god, okay, so she would describe, like, these dark figures walking around throughout their house. Her parents had even taken her to the hospital, multiple different hospitals and specialists, to try and figure out what was going on. With her, but they were never able to find anything wrong. She reportedly didn't suffer from any mental illness. There was nothing medically wrong with her, even though doctors could tell that she was clearly unwell. Right. So, oh, this was in 1991, by the way. You asked. Thank you. So, on July 13th, 1991, Estefania violently attacked her sister. I don't know exactly what happened, but I saw that the sister ended up on the floor and was foaming from the mouth. Um, so, no idea what took place there. Oh, my God. But then the next day, on July 14th, Estefania had a really serious seizure, which left her in a coma. So, she was taken to the hospital and she died later that night. In her autopsy report under the cause of death, all that's reported is, quote, sudden and suspicious death.
1: <sighs>
0: so from the moment Estefania dies, that's when things really ramp up. Her mom claimed that she could hear the screaming voice of her daughter calling her from the other rooms in the house. Um, some other members of her family reported the laughter of an old man. Objects were seen moving or breaking with no explanation, doors opening and closing on their own. Uh, they also described how appliances would turn on and off without warning. And they talked about... Oh, this gives me chills. <laughs> they talked about how they could hear someone whispering in their ear as they tried to sleep at night. Oh, God. So, when... Estefania was still alive. She described being surrounded by like these dark figures, right? This is what Estefania's mom said happened to her after her daughter passed away. She said, quote, I felt pressure on top of me, but there was no one around. I said to my husband, there's someone here. I then felt a pair of hands grab my feet and then grab my hand, which were uncovered by the blanket. On another night, that's, that's the end of her quote, sorry. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, then there was another night that, uh, Estefania's younger sisters woke up to their hands being pinned against the bedroom walls. And probably the creepiest incident was two years after her death, the day after Halloween. <laughs> Her parents kept this picture of her on their end table next to their bed. It suddenly burst into flames for no reason. The frame and everything around it was completely untouched, but Estefania's face was burnt out. So that is when the family contacted police. Um, And the police report gives some really spooky information, too, about what was going on inside the apartment. So when they get there, the police, they see the the family standing outside in the rain. And when they enter the apartment, they noted that it was a complete mess, especially Estefania's room. They noticed that the parents had left her room as it was when she died. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So like a lot of her decorations and stuff were still up on the walls. Some of her posters... That were up on her walls had claw marks on them. <laughs> also, in her room, the officers in their police report said that they witnessed a crucifix on Estefania's wall move on its own until it snapped. They the, also. That was
1: in their police report? Yes. That's what they saw?
0: Yes. They also saw the door of a wardrobe open violently despite being locked seconds before. The report also describes loud noises they could hear coming from the balcony, even though no one was there, and a strange brownish red substance that resembled blood throughout the home and on the furniture. So they got the fuck out of there (laughs) and told the family there obviously wasn't anything in their power they could do. So the family moved shortly after that. They sold their house to a new family, but they. Have said that they've never had any paranormal experiences there. So it's very interesting.
1: Yeah. Did it follow them when they
0: moved? I don't think so. (sighs) But it's, yeah, I wonder how that works. I don't know. I don't know.
1: She's lying dormant.
0: (laughs) She's back now. (laughs) Okay, so the next movie I want to talk about is Poltergeist. That's it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Have you seen Poltergeist?
1: Yeah. It's been a long time. It's an old time, movie. Yeah. But...
0: I think like 1982 is when it came out. Um, I'll give a quick summary for those who haven't seen it. It's a Steven Spielberg film about a suburban family. They're just living their usual lives, but one night their youngest child named Carol Mhm starts to converse with the family's TV while she's sitting there watching Static. And the next night she does the same thing. But this night, a hand reaches out from the screen. There's a violent earthquake that shakes the family awake. And that's when Carol Ann says, They're here. (laughs) So then obviously these weird things start to happen. They get worse, and Carol Ann is abducted by these unknown beings. So the film is thought to be cursed. The majority of that comes from the deaths of multiple cast members um, during and after filming. And we'll talk about those. But firstly, I want to talk about a scene at the end of the movie. I won't go to I won't go into too much detail because, again, I don't want to spoil it for everyone.
1: You've had a lot of fucking time to watch this, so if you're going to give a spoiler, I say...
0: (laughs) Well, I'll describe just this scene in in detail. So, uh, at the end of the movie, the mother of the family, she's dragged into a pool and these skeletons start to pop up all around her. Um... The woman who played that character, the mother of the family, wasn't aware until after the scene was already filmed that those skeletons were real corpses. Uh, they used real bodies during that scene because it was cheaper than creating plastic skeletons. Yeah, and she she was talking, she was doing an interview talking about how It took, like, four or five days to film that scene. So that entire time, she's just in there with literal corpses and doesn't even know it. Isn't that fucked up?
1: Oh, I'd be so pissed.
0: So they were actually, um, like, biological surgical skeletons that can be used for, like, clinical purposes is what they're supposed to be used for. And so the guy that was in charge of the special effects, he said he got 13 uh, cadavers from India.
1: Do you think their families like wrote off on that? Like, yeah, I'll donate my brother's body to science. Well, you would think... I I don't and know. And then all of a sudden, now it's...
0: But this is, I a mean... A
1: prop in a fucking movie.
0: I'm sure these are things that, like... I mean, it was the 80s. They got away with a lot more. I know. I'm just saying. So maybe... Yeah. I I'm don't sure know. that's what happened. But yeah.
1: It's like...
0: I have no... And, and the thing is, too, is I have no idea what they did with him afterward. My no clue. I hadn't gotten that far yet. Yeah. So you can imagine why a lot of people think the film is cursed. Um, it seems
1: like a... Valid reason to
0: me. So, two of the cast members' deaths were pretty traumatic and unexpected, but the other two, not so much. So, Carol Ann, the youngest of the family, who was also the main character that was, like, talking to the TV and shit, she was played by a girl named Heather... Is it Heather? Yeah. I think Heather... Oh, this is a hard name to say. There's a lot of R's. Heather... O'Rourke, Heather O'Rourke. O'Rourke. So yeah, she. So was, Heather O'Rourke. Yeah, she was six years old when the movie came out. Uh, they did sequels to the movie, so she continued filming the Poltergeist series for years before her death. But in um 1987, she was misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease. In the following year, she got really sick, but doctors thought that her symptoms, um. We're just suggesting that she had the flu, but a day later she had, she collapsed and had a heart attack. She was airlifted to a children's hospital in San Diego, where she passed away during a surgery to correct a bowel obstruction.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah. And then there's Dominique Dunn, who played the older sister in the film. The year the movie was released, she had separated from her partner, a guy named John Sweeney, and on October 30th of that same year, 1982, he showed up to Dominique's house begging her to take him back, but when she refused, he strangled her and left her to die in her driveway. She died five days later after falling into a coma. John Sweeney was convicted of voluntary manslaughter and served three and a half years in prison. Three and a half years for killing his ex-girlfriend.
1: That. Yeah. Enrages me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the other two that passed away were actually in Poltergeist 2. Their deaths were less of a shock because they had previous medical issues. Yeah. Um, but people just kind of group them together because, right? you know. Um, so there's Julian Beck, who played the evil priest named Cain. He was diagnosed with stomach cancer and died pretty quickly after his diagnosis. And Will Samson, who played the shaman, Taylor, he died following a heart-lung transplant. Not a huge survival rate with those, unfortunately. Yeah. But he, for some reason, had actually performed a, a real exorcism one night on set after filming. Just very strange. I don't know what that's about, but speaking of exorcisms, I'm gonna talk about The Exorcist.
1: <laughs> you what like a, that little what a segue? segue. <laughs> Brilliant. Um,
0: this is probably like one of the most infamous, cursed movies. I mean, if you haven't seen The Exorcist, what I'm what are you doing with your life? It's yeah. it's about exactly what it sounds like. An exorcism.
1: Well, and it's just like
0: it's a classic. But, yes.
1: Like one of the all-time. Yeah. Classics.
0: Yeah. Um so it came out in 1973. It was said to be the scariest movie of its time. There were people who had gone to the theater to see The Exorcist that ended up, like, vomiting or passing fainting, out or yeah. having heart attacks. One woman broke her jaw after she fainted. <sighs> a lot of people attribute that to mass hysteria. There, I mean, to be fair, the Catholic Church had a lot to say about The Exorcist when it first came out, and there were countries talking about banning it. And I feel like anytime you have something like that, you're creating.
1: You're making it bigger.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there were some really strange incidences that happened on set while they were filming the house that they were using caught on fire and was burned to the ground except for the room where the exorcisms would take place.
1: It was fine. Reagan's room. Yeah.
0: Completely untouched. What a weird coinkadink. So Which,
1: okay, but like in the grand scheme of things, why wouldn't the room where the exorcism is taking place? I feel like if I was a demon setting <laughs> fire, <laughs> I would burn down. I get I get the what you're saying. Where, where the exorcisms I'm to be expelled are expelled from,
0: you know, but
1: it is weird. I'm just saying that's what came to I, my I mind. Mean, I
0: mean, know. just yeah, not a but smart. You're not a demon. Not a so. smart guy. You don't know what he's thinking. Kazuzu, is that his
1: name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Coming for
0: you. <laughs> so, after that happened, they called a priest to come in and bless the set mm-hmm. just for mm-hmm. like a precaution.
1: Which I feel like also, how often does that happen? I mean, I'm not on, a, on, a on any. Movie what, sets. fire sets?
0: Fire uh, sets? That's no. <laughs> on fire. Fire <laughs> sets. <laughs>
1: know, <laughs> having a priest come and bless a movie set. I don't know.
0: It was, you know what that reminded me of. <laughs> then, why say many words? <laughs> you could say a little. <laughs> Sorry, anyways. Like if you do trick. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know, but I think I I think it's interesting yeah. that you know, they were convinced enough to have somebody come in, but that fire set them back filming um for like six weeks. And there were also like some injuries that happened. One of the characters suffered a spinal injury from like faulty special effects rig.
1: Yeah, wasn't
0: it? She's like Reagan? thrown to the No, no, it was uh Reagan's mother.
1: Because I swear. Because I just watched a little thing before I came here. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who she is that plays Reagan, But she said that, like, in the bed, she was attached to this. I don't know if it's, like, a string or something. But something that, like, she's literally, like, pulled here and there and blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. she said that, like, she fractured, like, a lower part of her spine. Oh, maybe it is her then. But then also, I think... The mother was also hurt.
0: Yeah, she was, but, like, thrown on the floor yes, or something. Right. It may
1: have been her back, too, but... It was. Okay. She had
0: fractured part of her spine. Yeah. Um, and she was on crutches, actually, for the rest of the production, too.
1: And they used the the sh- shots.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, of her screaming and yeah. crying in pain. Mm-hmm.
1: That's real. That's fucking real. It is.
0: Because she had literally just... Yeah. Yeah fractured and her spine. The
1: director was like, Oh He's like, Get that shot, get that shot. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's crazy though, like back in the day what they used to do. Yeah. Because I was one of I don't remember which one, but one of these movies from back in the day, I guess the director would like shoot guns and stuff to this try one. to get was it? Okay. Yes. Yeah, to try to get like a genuine reaction from yeah. the actors. Yeah,
1: but then he would tell Reagan, okay. You can't flinch because the the devil wouldn't flinch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Like, bro, are
0: you okay? (laughs) I mean, is he wrong, (laughs) though? Devil ain't scared of shit. The guy who. So, in the movie, Mm -hmm. the character, his name is Burke Dennings. He's killed by Reagan while she's possessed. I think he was like the second priest or something the man who played his character actually died in real life from complications of what they think was the flu. There were also, like, a lot of mysterious deaths within the immediate family members of the cast and crew members. Um, the weirdest thing, I think, though, is they the movie, when it premiered in Rome, there was a 16th century church across the street from the theater. It was struck by lightning, and the metal cross, which, I mean, this massive metal cross fell into the road.
1: That's great marketing.
0: Right. (laughs) I saw somewhere, like, a long time ago that there were a lot of um, theater fires associated with the exorcism, too, but I couldn't find anything. Hmm. So it might be a rumor. It's hard to know with movies, because, like you especially said, especially
1: back then, too,
0: good marketing.
1: So, right. Well, and they kind of like dove into the taboo, and mm-hmm. and like back then, it was like, it's not a very big thing,
0: yeah. Well, and nobody else was doing it back then. Um, they kind of like created, they paved a, mm-hmm. a road for mm-hmm. where horror would go, and um. So, it's, like, you don't know how people are going to react. You don't know if people are going to be, like, all for it or if they're going to be against it.
1: I feel like it's usually a mixture of both, but usually right. extremes.
0: Yeah. Um, I do definitely think, though, that, like, people passing out. Because they said that about paranormal activity when that first came out. Did they? Yeah. How people were, like, fainting in the movie theater and stuff. I think it's mass hysteria. I think people work themselves up so much with the idea that like this is the scariest thing they'll ever watch in their lives and so many people before them have like passed out and whatever. Yeah. And so then they get there and then they just like I don't
1: just know. like hyperventilate themselves. Who knows? Interesting. Yeah.
0: So the last movie I want to talk about is The Omen. It came out in the 70s. It's about a little boy named Damien who is basically the Antichrist. So, when the idea of the film was being put together, the producer was actually warned against making the movie. And this person who warned him had even predicted that a curse would unfold if he went through with it. So, who is this guy?
1: Seems like he may have some.
0: You got some powers Mm -hmm. in that head, man. I don't know. Interesting. Just before filming, though, one of the main characters, played by a guy named Gregory Peck, um, his son committed suicide. He shot himself in the head, uh, like, I want to say two months before filming took place. And Gregory took a plane from London Or no, not from London. He flew to London to film, and his plane was struck by lightning. A few weeks later, the movie's executive boarded a flight from LA. His plane was also struck by lightning. Then, one of the writer's planes was also struck by lightning. And while filming in Rome, the producer, Harvey Bernhard, narrowly escaped being struck by lightning a little bit of a theme going on here so that guy <laughs> harvey um he started to wear a cross on set from then on i huh. like i need to protect myself ain't
1: no lightning getting me
0: yeah um they continued the production of the omen the team oh my god this just blows my mind the team had hired a small plane for some aerial footage but they ended up not needing it. So the company gave the plane to another client to use last minute. And during takeoff, the plane that the crew had intended to take Mm -hmm. crashed and killed everyone on board. If that's not tragic enough, when the plane crashed, it struck a car driving along the road, killing everyone in the car. The people that were in that car were the wife and two children of the plane's pilot. Tell me that's a coincidence. Like what? How does that, how does that happen? Um, Oh my
1: God.
0: Yeah. So a director named Richard Donner and his wife were staying at the Hilton in London. The day after filming and after he and his wife had just left, the hotel was bombed. Uh, what? <laughs> what? There's there's a lot with this movie. Um, so there's a scene in the movie where I believe it's the parents and Damien are going through which Damien again is supposed to be the Antichrist. Right. They're at like this drive-through Safari Park. They're driving through, and they're suddenly attacked by a group of baboons. To be safe while filming this, they hired an animal trainer, you know, to deal with the baboons on set. And a day after filming that scene, he was killed when a tiger grabbed him by the head. Um. <sighs> yeah. Um. So... The film was released on June 6th, 1976. Six, six, seven, six. The obvious choice. (laughs) Smart. A couple months after its release, one of the guys who worked on the special effects team, his name was John Richardson. He got into a bad car accident in the Netherlands. He was working on another movie at the time. One of his most well-known... Productions of the movie was executing a pretty gruesome decapitation scene. John survived the car accident in the Netherlands. He was fine. He had minor injuries and got to walk away. But his passenger, assistant Liz Moore, she was beheaded by a tire that smashed into their car. Um, and the accident took place on a Friday, August 13th, 1976. What? So, according to some of the reports from the local papers that were reporting on this, there was a sign in the vicinity marked, which marked the distance to a nearby town. It read... Oh, God. Omen 66.6 kilometers.
1: No, it did not. You fucking know this for a fact.
0: <laughs> Unless they made it up. Unless they made it up.
1: Where is the sign?
0: <laughs> Somebody find it. <laughs> uh Okay. Yeah.
1: Um if that's true <laughs> consider me poopless. <laughs> Fucking
0: all out. <sighs> what the? Yeah, yeah. So the young boy that played Damien for a while seemed to like completely just vanished from the face of the earth. In two thousand one, AMC premiered a documentary about The Omen, where they showed interviews with the original cast and crew, but the actor who played Damien was nowhere to be found. Uh an executive. Producer for that documentary had even hired a private investigator to try and find him, but he was never located. But he resurfaced in two thousand six when he played a small role for the remake of The Omen, which was released on June sixth, two thousand six. Six six zero six. Very clever. During the filming of that documentary, though, the producer said that. Two different camera crews who were in two separate locations had the exact same technical difficulties with the footage they had filmed.
1: Wait, wait. Say, say that again.
0: Two different camera crews that were in two... So one
1: from the old, one from the new. That were in
0: two separate locations had the exact same technical difficulties with the footage they filmed. During the remake of the film, one of the actor's brothers died unexpectedly after allegedly being dealt three sixes during a poker game.
1: Hmm, I don't, that seems (laughs) a little fishy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I think is, stuff like this makes me wonder, uh, if it hadn't been a horror movie that was about the right. antichrist would we read into it as much as we do oh no, you know what i mean absolutely not like the the technical difficulties like would i mean uh, obviously like the accidents and shit like that that's mm-hmm. fucking scary mm-hmm. but the other stuff the, the little
1: no the little things I that i don't think so but i don't think so either with everything else it's like
0: because it's almost like when you're <laughs> when you're looking for a blue car you see blue cars everywhere Type of thing. You know mm-hmm, what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. So when
0: you're looking for some spooky shit to go down, you'll find some spooky shit. It's a horror movie.
1: Good old Side 101. Yeah, just you my know, take.
0: Um, yeah, for
1: sure. And people can take that and uh, run with it. Yeah, yeah. But besides all that, I still feel like there's some things something. Something spooky
0: is like, on this the horizon. Spooking weird. Yeah. Um, the last thing that happened was that they had 13,500 feet of film that was unexplainably destroyed while being processed. The scene that was destroyed showed one of the characters finding the devil's birthmark on Damien.
1: Like, as part of the movie?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that film was destroyed.
1: Hmm. <sighs> What is her name? Estefani.
0: Estefania. Estefania. Are you
1: here? Are you among us?
0: Um So yeah, that's that's what I got. I thought it'd be I don't know. I wanted to do something spooky. Yeah. Um to try to take a break mm-hmm. from the true crime.
1: That's why we make a great pair. Yeah. Yeah. We even each other out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree. So yeah, that's what well, I have for excellent, you. Excellent, excellent job, ma'am. Thank you. I well, appreciate it. Um, just a reminder:s send your listener tales. Send your listener oh, tales. God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Damien, <laughs> the Antichrist herself. Um, no, for real though. No. Send them in because I want to do a fucking listener tales episode ASAP. Um, round. Round. <laughs> um the email for that is listenertales at gmail dot com. What else? What else? That's um, all I care about. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I no. think maybe next week we should I think we should film a mini episode next week about the asylum because we still haven't talked about that and I've yeah. been waiting for us to talk about it before uploading videos of our tour yeah. onto Patreon. Yeah. We got it. So, if people want to hear that, you can head to our Patreon. I think it's patreon.com slash oddities on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. All right. I hope everyone has a beautiful, lovely, amazing week. We'll be here again next week, and I hope you will be, too. We'll see you next time, and remember <laughs> to, always to always keep, keep
1: it spooky. It spooky.